Might fall for Radzinski. Manages to poke it into the path of Pembridge. And now Diop with a shot. Oh! Oh, what a goal! What a fantastic goal! By Papa Diop! And he's run to the other end of the pitch. I think he's going to run down the tunnel. Diop, he struck it from 30 yards like a blitz. And he's doing a little dance in front of the cottage. Oh, my life, what a goal! Everyone at Fulham Focus was devastated to hear that Papa Buba Diop sadly passed away at the young age of 42. In 2002, the Senegalese international won the hearts of the world when he scored the winner in the World Cup against the then champions, France. Two years later, he signed for Fulham and instantly became a fan favourite, demonstrating incredible upper body strength and a desire to shoot from long range. Who could ever forget his first goal for the club, smashing home a volley from the edge of the box against Chelsea? How about his screamer in the 87th minute to rescue a point against Manchester United? I'd never seen a Fulham player bend a shot a yard outside of the post, only for it to curl back and find the back of the net. Unstoppable. Unbelievable. Unforgettable. People often refer to someone marking players out of the game as keeping them in their pocket. But when you were six foot five, blessed with the frame of a man mountain and capable of marking the whole midfield out of a game, a pocket isn't big enough. You need a wardrobe. A nickname which is now one of the most recognisable in the club's history. In total, Diop scored nine goals and started 77 of his 84 appearances for the club, which demonstrates his importance to the team most notably in that 2004-05 season. After two years away from Craven Cottage, it was a special time for the fans to be back home and Papa's dominance in midfield was one of the shining lights, ensuring that we did the importance of that season justice. He made it a hat-trick of iconic goals in the last game of that season as he scored a superb free kick in a 6-0 win to relegate Norwich City a result that is still our joint highest Premier League win. So much has happened since he left the club 13 years ago, but despite that, whenever his name is mentioned, it brings back special memories. Although he was only with us for three seasons, some players bring character and have a presence about them which makes them impossible to forget, and Booba was certainly one of them. Papa, we want to thank you for the joy you brought to our lives. Those wonderful goals will continue to be replayed over and over. You left a big impression on the Fulham faithful and you will never be forgotten. Our thoughts go out to your loved ones. The Fulham faithful has lost a wonderful person and your memory will live on forever at Craven Cottage. Raising the roof with that thunderbolt at the Hammersmith end and putting smiles on our faces with your dances in front of the cottage. Rest in peace, Papa. Forever, our wardrobe. Hello, welcome to the Full and Focus podcast. My name's Matt Boisclair, and I can only echo the words just spoken by Danny and say our thoughts are with the family and loved ones of Papa Booba Diop. Tonight's show is dedicated to his memory, and I've got Matt Dom and Will Oakley with me to look back over tonight's fabulous victory over Leicester City. Fulham.
Well, it's a new week. The temperature's dropped, but I thought my blood would be boiling at the end of the game, given the starting lineup that Scott Parker put out again. I said to you guys before the game, if Scott continues to leave out our best players, then I think he'll get Christmas off this year. But we only went and bloody won the game, didn't we? Matt Dom, give me your thoughts on this week's starting lineup lottery. <laughs> I, I think I think lottery is a bit unfair. Um, when we were talking before the game, um, I wanted to see uh, the changes. I wanted to see was uh, Loftus Cheek in for Kearney, Reed back, uh, Reed Zambo back in, and uh, Reed instead of Lamina, and Mitro to come in for Cavallero. And the, that's the only one that didn't happen. Um, so I thought the lineup was okay. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> to see Bobby Reed playing as a as a wing back, but but there we go. Um, he did he did really well. Um, and as for Cavallero instead of Mitro, I suppose when we play a game like today where you, you you need some pace up front on the break, that that proved out to be the right call as well. So fair play to Scott Parker. You know, I wasn't upset with the lineup. I was willing to see how we'd go with it. Um, and it just it's interesting that Mitro's got work to get back in that team. I think. Well, as I was writing the the show out as we go along, I'd written some other bits in to go at the beginning, which were going to be quite derogatory, and I was I was going to go to town again. But when you've come off the back of a, a 2-1 victory away from home against a team that start the day in, in fourth place, it's very difficult to be critical. And, you know, ultimately, it was the right starting lineup because we've won the game. But I'd just like to see a little bit more consistency with, with the team that's being picked rather than all this chopping and changing and, and just wondering who's going to play where and who's going to start. What do you reckon, Will? How, how, how did you find the lineup? Yeah, I mean, my first thoughts were, you know, why Cavallero? He hasn't looked good recent games. Obviously, I was proven wrong, but he really hasn't. And I was surprised. He doesn't, for me, he doesn't offer that much to the team going forwards. Obviously, he did score the pen in the end, but... I still don't think his dribbling was that great. Obviously, he did have a couple of good shots after the pen, but I still don't think he offers that much more. But he did kind of, you know, offer a different style to Mitro today, which I'm guessing that's what Parker wanted and it worked. Bobby Reed keeping his place was good for me. Obviously, I thought he would be playing right wing, which it didn't turn out like that. Some reason playing right wing back, but again, it works. Um, so, but I was happy pretty much apart from uh, Mitro not in a pot. Uh, for Cav. I'll open this up to both of you. But for me, Cavallero is a really good player, but he always just hangs on to the ball for too long and probably has two or three too many touches when you just think, right, release it now. And then he hangs on to it. And by which time the defender's got a bit closer to him and crowded him out when he, and he's missed the opportunity to to really play in a decent pass. What, what do you think? What 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 really frustrates you about Cavallero? Because he's not, he's not a crap footballer. No, it's... For me, I, I, he just he runs into brick walls a bit. He, particularly when he's playing out wide, he's, he kind of cuts in and then just makes it easy for the defender. I think, I think today he was because he's quite he's got quite good control. I thought he was all right at holding it up. Different to different to the way Mitro does. Um, he's I don't know. It's when he when he first joined, he was taking one, two, three touches, curling in the top corner. He was really full of confidence. I'm wondering if it's just he gets that back and maybe he can start playing well again. And that goal, that, that penalty will do him with the world of good, I think. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the penalty was a good goal and I hope it does give him confidence because like you two have just said, he's a good player. He played for Wolves for a few years and when we signed him, we were all happy. And when we first had him, he was scoring great goals. I, I think there is a few players that kind of do that, you know, keep the ball for too long. And Guissa, who was absolutely amazing for us today and I've loved him since the start of the season. 
even he sometimes holds on for the ball for too long. And even Lookman as well, you know, he's a great dribbler. He's great at pushing forward and he does have good shooting and good passing. But occasionally there's times where I just think, you know, pass it instead of making that dribble. But yeah, if Cav can get some confidence back and maybe makes a few better decisions, uh, he can end up starting for us. But for me, he's still not quite yet there. But hopefully he does have a big confidence boost from that pen. Well, 19 minutes in of tonight's game, Leicester hit the post and then hit the crossbar on the follow-up and our defence just our defense just stood there, rooted to the spot. It's just a little bit of a let-off, wasn't it? Meanwhile, the closest we came in the early stages was Adam Ola-Lutman sending a free kick high over the bar. At that point in the game, I'm thinking it's just a matter of time before we concede. Um, but then on half an hour, Anguissa threads a perfect through ball to Lutman who showed great composure to give us the lead. And a lovely little celebration as well to hold up Papa Booba Diop's Senegal shirt by way of celebration. Yeah, that was a lovely touch of celebration. Um, you know, they they, they they played for him uh, today and that was, that was really good to see that. That first goal, I mean, that's that's what Zambo can do. That's that's what having a top quality central midfielder in this league does for you. He's, he's quick to get there. He's strong on the ball, holding off as a midfielder to, to get there first and then looks up, brings it forward at the pace and he's got the ability as well to thread a really nice pass through to Lookman. We've got, I don't think we've got any other player who can do all three of those things and not many teams in uh, in this kind of relegation battle with us have either. Uh, he could really make the difference. Um, but credit to Lookman as well because that's a really good finish under, he's got a lot of time to think about that. He's got a lot of time to potentially make the wrong decision. And, and you can see what he's doing with it because he's shaped his body, but he's, he's finished it really well. Uh, superb goal. And that's the sort of thing we need to be doing away from home in the Premier League. Yeah, I agree. Anguissa was amazing. And even before that goal for me, uh, Anguissa and Harrison Reed looked absolutely amazing. The build-up play and, and just controlling the midfield, you know, I thought the interceptions were brilliant from those two. Uh, they were always looking around the pitch, great positioning. And also from the two centre-backs in the first half an hour, I thought their positioning was great. Adarabayo, I think, had an early tackle on Vardy and, and someone said in the group chat before, I think, we'll see how Adarabayo does now when he's up against Vardy. And, and both of them did so well today. But yeah, for the goal, Anguissa just tanking through the midfield. He, he's strong, he's quick. His passing is absolutely amazing. And I absolutely love him, to be honest. I, I don't see what else he can do. I, I really think he's a top half Premier League midfielder and I can see him getting into a lot of top six sides so I really think we're lucky to have him and then minutes later Bobby Reed goes flying in the penalty area the game goes on for a minute minute and a half but as soon as the ball goes dead the game gets pulled back to be uh to get that that uh decision checked and the penalties awarded. I think um, it took a little bit of time as uh, as they were at Stockley Park wading through Matthew Baldwin's uh, dissertation, realised that it was a definite foul. <laughs> and um, then, of course, the penalty gets awarded and we all shit ourselves as Cavalero takes the ball, pulls it in close to his chest. And, um, and he stepped up and he had that same angle that he had last time, this weird kind of sideways angle, which Danny Murphy said on Match of the Day the other week, you know, anybody anybody lining up like that is setting themselves up to fail. So straight away, I'm thinking he's going to miss. But this time, top corner. What do you think, lads? I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it when I saw him stepping up. I just thought, you know, at the moment, the last thing you want, 
aside from the other team getting a penalty, is us to get a penalty because just given the way it's gone lately, the last the last two we've missed, it's just you might as well just give us a corner because it's not gonna it's not gonna go in. But fair play to him because the, the pressure on that one nil up in a huge game that you you so it could be so important come the end of the season. You've just missed one terribly. He stepped up and gone. Do you know what? I want to be. The, I want to be the penalty taker. Fair play to him. He's hammered it in. That's a really good finish after that. And um, yeah, all credit to him for doing that because uh, most of those players in that team wouldn't be stepping up a second time. I don't think. Yeah, it was a great penalty. And like you say about the run up, um, Smichael did dive the right way. So I wonder if that run up probably does limit you to to that half of the goal. But luckily, he just smashed it hard enough and accurately enough that it just went past Michael. And yeah, great pen. But also, the run before from Bobby Reid, I thought was amazing to to get the first touch on the ball. And, you know, I think it was Fuchs had to go across him. And also the ball forward by, I think it was Aina to... um, to kind of put Bobby Reed into that space was was really good. And I thought Aina was good today. He was a lot quieter than usual because he wasn't playing wider and pushing up. But I thought he was very solid and he sort of played as a right centre-back, which is interesting because he's played like right mid before in Italy and stuff like that. But he worked well um, alongside Adrobio and Anderson with Bobby Reed just further out wide. Yeah, Maybe he was quieter today because he wasn't playing badly for once. But um... Yeah, there's, there's that, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, he he was he was okay. I think having that defensive cover uh, from Bobby Reed this time really really helped him out. And come on, lads, going in two 0 up at half time away at Leicester, who were as I said earlier in the show were fourth at the start of the day. Couldn't have asked for much more than that, could you? I mean, I'd have, I'd have taken. <laughs> it's funny actually. I was just about to say I'd have taken a draw, but I remember in the preview show the other day. Um, Don and um, who else was I on with the other day? I can't remember. Whoever else was on the show anyway, we're both saying, oh, let, let's hope it's 2-0 to, to Leicester. I'll take 2-0 to Leicester. And we all kind of agreed that, yeah, we're probably going to lose, but it's the way, it's the manner in which we lose that's going to be important. And bloody hell, ye of little faith, we're 2-0 up at half time. Yeah, you never, you never hope that, <laughs> that a team only beats you 2-0, right? As soon as kickoff happens... You're expecting to win every game, whether you're playing against Man City or Grimsby. It's just, you know, you, you see the players line up, you think, right, we, we've got this. I mean, realistically, there's not going to be many teams who, who get that result that we got today. Um, and it was incredible. And even at 2-0, I suppose, at half time, you think they're good enough to get back in this. And even at that point, as, as much as it would have hurt, a draw probably would have still been a decent result, even though we need wins. But they they played superbly in that second half. And for, for all their possession, you know, 68% of the ball, you think we were under pressure all game, but I think we probably created the better chances. It was, it was, the defence was deep enough that we didn't let, let Jamie Vardy run over, running behind. Um, we gave them the ball in midfield where they couldn't hurt us, gave it wide where they, they didn't really have any big players up front to cross it into. It, we, we did, we did it perfectly, absolutely perfectly. The first 15 minutes of the second half were okay as well. I mean, we were under the cosh a little bit. There was quite a lot of attacking pressure without that many clear-cut opportunities from Leicester. But dare I say it, Will, we actually looked organised and defended pretty well. Yeah, unbelievable, isn't it? Absolutely unbelievable. But I just add Robio and Anderson, so, so solid. Anderson especially, I thought, given the captain armband Tim today, 
was it's a risk, you know, because he's on loan. He's played what four or five games, but he, you always see him on the pitch and he, he's shouting. He, he looks like a real leader. It's always interesting when you give a captain's armband to someone who's not been in the team for that long. But the team just looks like they've got such a good bond together. And it worked really well today. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I thought the defence was solid. Bobby Reed's, uh, like you guys say, uh, supplying that defensive cover really did help. And yeah, I thought Anguissa and Bobby Reed defended well as well. So there was just defensive support from all over the pitch. And it helped us, you know, get back and get forwards. And everyone was moving around, but they all knew where they needed to be at, at one time. And it worked so well. So I think full credit to Parker because you know, going into this season, we were really possession-based side. We had 33% possession or 32, like you say, and we've changed our play style completely in a matter of weeks. And we've just got a result against the side who, if they won today, would have gone to second place. Uh, That's, that's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's not really much else I can say to that, to be honest. Um, In the 75th minute, Adam Oda-Lutman could maybe have done a bit better with a shot from an angle, which he hit down Schmeichel's throat. Missed opportunity to put us 3-0 up, but I guess we were never going to do it the easy way. Going into the last kind of 15 minutes, 3-0 up would have been a little bit uh, of a tall order. Um, do, you, do you think he could have done better there? I mean, to, to me, if he'd have just hit it a bit lower and a bit and a bit wider and into the corner, then, then it's 3-0. Yeah, I mean, you, you can see what he should have done afterwards, but he just tried to lash it, didn't he? Um, Schmeichel is a, a particularly good keeper in that kind of position, one-on-one. He's, he's difficult to beat. Um, and he'd already been been beaten once, so he was going gonna to make it difficult. It is difficult. You can't score every chance. The fact that we've created these chances is, is what's really important. And the fact that we, we restricted them really to, to not much at the other end was, was really pleasing for me. Because like I said earlier, we... I, we didn't make it easy, but at the same time, we weren't really under that much pressure, were we? I mean, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from the fact that we played well, but I don't think Leicester were firing on all cylinders, if I'm completely honest. And I think if they were, then then we possibly don't win that game. Um, but we did what we needed to do, and you can only beat the team that's in front of you. I mean, Jamie Vardy took a couple of heavy touches, and the ball it just wouldn't sit for him uh, tonight. But, you know, being under that much pressure, and I, I didn't realise we only had 32, 33% possession. And I, we I guess... Them, didn't we? I think yeah, that's the we, thing. We, we made did. them play badly. But we've, we've been on the other end of that kind of a, a performance and a result before when we've had a lot of the ball. And it just goes to show that having been really critical of Scott Parker lately myself just goes to show that we are perhaps becoming a more dynamic team under him. And we do have a plan A, plan B and plan C, as opposed to just, you know, the, the, the old style where we, uh, where we just turned up and, and tried to play keep ball and pass, pass teams to death. Now it seems like we, we are trying other things, which is really good to see. Yeah, definitely. Our play style today was brilliant and got us the win really. Like you guys say, Leicester weren't on top form and, a couple of things didn't sit right for a few of their players, but it's also, I think we did surprise them. Like, like I say, with Bobby, Bobby Reed at right wing back and, and just little things like that, little things that they're not expecting. And that shows that Parker's learning on the job. You know, he's getting things done. It might take slower. It's a long-term project. He's a young manager, but it looks like he's getting there. 
And another thing that I wanted to say, I know we won, so I don't want to say anything that negative, but the ref today was awful in my opinion. I mean, he didn't he didn't want to award us that penalty. I, obviously, I don't know what VAR is saying to him in his ear, but he wasn't he didn't want to look at it at all until, you know, quite late on. Um, also, there was a couple of free kicks on the edge of the box that I thought we should have had and a couple of free kicks that I think maybe went generous, generously their way. Uh, but at the end of the day, we won. But I'm just thinking, if we were losing by one goal and it was close and those decisions were being made, we would be absolutely fuming. Um, luckily, got the win. Doesn't matter how bad the ref is when you win, does it? Am I right in thinking? I'm sure I heard Sky say that the referee tonight, I don't know what his name is, but it's the same ref that we had for the West Brom win as well. So the only the only wins we've had this season have come with the same referee. Pretty sure I heard that. Yeah, yeah, anyway. that's right, that's right. Yeah, there well, we let's go. Not Can we have... too much about him then? Let's, let's have no, him exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for having him every week. That'd be great. <laughs> um, going into the last 15 minutes, talking about uh, Sky stats, Sky delivered the fact that Leicester have scored seven goals in the last 15 minutes this season, more than any other team. Just what we wanted to hear. Just after that, Mario Lamina came on for Loftus Cheek in a defensive move to combat the the potential threat that was coming our way. A decent change for you guys, and also, how do you think that Loftus Cheek did? <laughs> those those stats—they're just like <laughs> they just plaster them on the screen as if they're just willing stuff to happen. One win in twenty-five away games with Fulham. You know, Brendan Rodgers has won seven out of seven. Uh, Leicester have scored seven goals from the last fifteen minutes. It's just it's Sky just wanting them to score. They got one, but not two, which that's that's good for us. Um, the subs I thought I thought were good. Um, Lamina, I don't think is a starting player for us at the moment, um, but he has looked good when he's come off the bench. Um, Loftus Cheek ran around a lot, wasn't particularly effective, but he he held the ball up quite well. Uh, he's strong. Um, he played. It, he played fine. Was it the right decision then for you to drop Tom Kearney for Loftus Cheek? It it was. I think. I think overall, you kind of look at it. You've got two players who generally play in the number ten position. They're both fit. You have to pick the better one. And I think. I think Loftus Cheek is a better player. As good as Kearney's been this season, you you can't you can't leave out for very long a player with Loftus Cheek's quality. Um, and I think when we're winning. Personally, I probably would have brought Kenny on. Was he, on? he was on the bench, wasn't he? Personally, I would have, I would have played him because he's the sort of player you want when you're winning, who can keep the ball really well and keep it tidy, keep it safe. Um, it was Lamina instead, but similarly, he's he, he's he's good. He's good at holding the ball uh, and and getting us forward on the break. Um, I, I would definitely stick with Loftus Cheek to start with, even though he was kind of out of position on the right a bit, um, but generally he played okay. Yeah, I thought the the subs were good, actually. I I think Mitrovic coming on was interesting because he was warming up before the goal, wasn't he? And then then they scored and then they brought him on, I think. Uh, So that was an interesting sub that they still went through that. But I think that's because, you know, an energy who's going to be full full of uh, energy, even if if he's not that quick, he's going to be more effective than someone who's ran around for 85 minutes or whatever it was. And also, it, it supplies a different option if you want to just hoof the ball up there. You know, Mitro can win those, whereas other players can't. So I, I thought the subs were all really good. I'm not really sure if Mitrovic gets back into my team, to be honest. It, it's an interesting debate to have, but it, it, the team played so well today without him, a lot more fluid, a lot more pace. 
but yeah, we'll have to see if he starts the next game because I'm not sure really. I, I have no idea. For me, he definitely gets back into the team. I know we've won, but I I just don't see the point in leaving out your best players. And as I said recently, you know, we're we're a team that's quite short on on quality players, particularly at this you know at this level. And I, I think that it's very very difficult to to get by long term without somebody like Mitrovic in the team. And you can you can easily be fickle and say, well, Bobby Reed had a good game today, and Cavalero scored but let's be honest their good performances are few and far between and they're they're part of the reason why when we haven't won many games this season that's only our second win but we've had a good result tonight so it was obviously the right decision to leave him out tonight but he's a goal scorer and he's a finisher and we're going to need him well Fulham are never going to make it easy so of course with four minutes to go Leicester get a goal back anyone to blame for the goal either of you Nah, not for me. I think it was just a really good goal. Well worked. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, you know, Vardy, good header, and it was a great finish, actually. But yeah, er- everyone tried to get their body in the way, but it just couldn't. It was a good finish, really. I was just willing for his shot to have gone wide. And when it's hit the back of the net, it's just, oh, God, what was it, like 86th minute? And then with there being five minutes of injury time as well, there was a lot of hanging on to do. Um, we've talked about the substitutions, Cavalero went going off for, for Mitrovic and then Joe Bryan coming on for Lutman at the end. But it was all in amongst some pretty good Fulham time-wasting as well. We had a free kick and had a Rabio got a yellow card for time-wasting. You love to see it, don't you? And I watched um, that that uh, documentary on Amazon Prime recently, the, the Tottenham one, where Mourinho had a, a few choice words to say to his players about um, about what you've got to be to win. I don't know if you've seen it, and I won't repeat the word because um, it's it's a pretty pretty bad word. But basically, he's saying you've got to be horrible to win, and 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 I felt like we were a bit like that tonight. We we stuck our bodies on the line, and we just did what we had to do. We just a bit of gamesmanship, um, which we've been on the end of plenty of times. Um, and yeah, I, I just felt like it it was an all round decent showing tonight. Yeah, it was, it was it was great time wasting. I mean, it was the kind of the sort of time wasting that that starts at around the seventieth minute mark. You realise the players start taking their time over free kicks and over throw ins. It's really good game management, really. That um, to be honest, we've been pretty good at with under Scott Parker ever, ever since he's he's taken taken charge. It's been such a long time since we actually were in front of, in a game. We haven't seen it very much this season, but. But it, it was really good, slowing the pace down. They got more and more annoyed. Um, it nearly led to a goal, actually, with um, Johnny Evans sort of doing that suicidal cross to his own keeper and we nearly got on the end of it. Just that sort of thing. It, the more wound up they get, the less likely they are to score. Um, yeah, we did it really well. And then obviously Mitro helps when he came on. Um, just that's what you need. As, as you said, as Jose Mourinho says, that's what you need to do when you're holding on to a lead away from home in the Premier League, which could prove really, really vital at the end of the season. It, it was it was fantastic all around. It was an opportunity to to get another one at the end, though, when uh, Leicester had a corner and Kasper Schmeichel came up for it. I think we cleared the corner. They got a throw in from it and Kasper, Kasper Schmeichel stayed up. Then all of a sudden, we're away and Mitrovic is just bounded over the halfway line and all he had to do was just toe punt it or something and roll it into the goal. But he tried to pick out Aina and under hit his pass. And 
just on another day, you just think, just have a go. It doesn't matter. Or just or just put it into put it into Rose Z or something. It it doesn't matter. I just I just would have liked just to have seen a bit more, given that the goal was unguarded. Yeah, he should have just hit it, just smack it, you know. But in the end, we got a corner out of it, which managed we managed to just hold in the corner yeah. and, and get us. We, so it's all right. We we did see the game out, so we can't be too critical. But I I just want to see the big man get a goal because he hasn't scored since Leeds, has he? Yeah, Mitch yeah, Rich a month yeah. ago scores that, doesn't he? I think no, maybe not a month ago, six weeks ago. A confident Mitch Rich goes for goal and it goes in, but um, he's he's really really lacking confidence at the moment. You can see it, and hopefully he gets that back because his 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 place is in doubt. I think. Well, let's talk about some in- individual performances really quickly. Um, give me your thoughts on the performance of Bobby Reed tonight, as concise as you can. It was excellent. Um, That's concise. Yep. Yeah, yes, very much. concise. He's uh, <laughs> quite quite concise, frames uh, lad as well, isn't he? Little little guy, but he was he was excellent. I mean, it wasn't all about wasn't... attacking tonight. It was his, his defending and his defensive cover thing. was was outstanding. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, who who would have thought Bobby Reed as as a wing back would have been something that would that, that would happen today? I don't think anyone of any any of us called that, and it worked. And he just he provided that cover, um, and he's got the he's got the energy to get up the pitch uh, on the break as well. Uh, it really suited him. I thought, masterstroke. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Will, what about Cavalero? I know we've spoken a little bit about him already, but anything anything further, anything positive to add about Cavalero aside from the fact that it was a cracking penalty? Well, I wrote down four. Uh, little sentences my first one I wrote down was does nothing my next one was decent passing next one good pen next one good shot so at first I just thought everyone was pressing around him apart from him he was just walking but obviously in the end he got the winning goal so can't say that much it was a bit above average performance for me and Will back to you again for Jockey Manderson I know you're a big fan um, I thought he was brilliant today. Like it's just the positioning as well. He seemed to read the game so well. He seemed to know where to be. His clearances were really good. I thought his passing forward was great as well. And I thought he was a proper leader on that pitch today. You know, that it's not just about being a captain. It's also being about a defense leader. He had to. He has to make sure he's in the right line. He has to make sure everyone's in line with him. He has to make sure that we're playing the right depth that that Parker wants them to with Vardy and stuff like that. And I just thought he did all that really well today kept everyone in control in command and I think he displayed confidence and kind of calmness which really helped the players around him and Dom what about Anthony Robinson for you it wasn't uh he wasn't quite the defensive midfielder that that Don Love wanted him to be for this game but I I felt like he was outstanding getting forward and just really put putting a shift in for us on that left hand side again. He's he's really made that that position his own, hasn't he? And, and Joe Bryan is is just kind of left left literally in in the wings waiting. Yeah, I feel sorry for Joe Bryan a bit. Um, I think Joe Bryan's got the only thing that Anderson lacks, which is that delivery. Uh, Anderson Robinson lacks, which is that delivery. Um, he he hasn't had a bad game for us as far as I can remember. Uh, he's always one of our better players up and down that line. Um, if he could add a cross to his game, then then he's a top-half Premier League player, as far as I'm concerned. He's always excellent. He's always running. He never tires. Um, 
got the pace to get back if uh, if he makes a mistake. Um, just excellent all round player, good athlete. All right, mate. So, what about man of the match for you then tonight? A few candidates. <sighs> yeah, take your pick out of about five. Um, for me, it's Zambo. I, broken record a bit, but he was he was leading the press in midfield. He was breaking up play. He was keeping it simple when he needed to. He was breaking forward when he needed to set up the first goal. Just what a player. What an unbelievable player. And he's come the end of the season. I think he could well be the difference between 17th and 18th for us. Um, he, he's he's worth a league place, at least for us, I think. Um, superb. Just every time he plays, he's excellent. Got to agree with you. I've gone... I've gone Anguissa as well. I thought he made good runs forwards. He tracked back. Like you say, kept it simple when he needed to. Played long, more complicated passes when he needed to. I just thought he was absolutely amazing. Uh, for me as well, Harrison Reed was great, but I think Anguissa just stands out that that little bit more with the flair that he has. And, and yeah, I just thought, again, one of our one, the best player on the pitch for me. Yeah, it's, I think it's a little harsh on Reed because he, he's the kind of... Aaron Hughes in that combination, isn't he? Where Anguissa gets gets all the praise because you really notice he's there. But but Harrison Reed mopping up, keeping it tidy, running all game long. Just he, he those two together, I think, are, are just a brilliant combination. Uh, it doesn't quite work when it's Lamina and Anguissa or when it's Lamina and Reed because they don't have that balance. But 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 put Reed alongside Anguissa, and that is one hell of a midfield. Very difficult to, to to disagree with you, but I'm going to. And I'm I'm going to say my man of the match was Bobby Reed tonight. And I've been very critical of him. I'm probably more so privately than on the show. But I've as, there's a big question mark for me over uh, whether or not he's Premier League quality or not, if, if I'm quite honest. And uh, I was struggling to see that he was even championship quality at times last season. But in all honesty, tonight, he was, he was outstanding. And every time... I looked up and we we were on the ball. He was he was involved and even off the ball, he was he was closing people down and, and really getting in the way. And I, I thought it was an excellent shift for him. And I, I'd probably even go so far as to say that it was probably his best game for the club, um, albeit in um, unfamiliar surroundings, almost in that kind of right wing back role. So fair play to him. Um, whether he can keep it up and and be consistent is another thing. But he he seems to be in the team on merit at the moment. So so it's all good and. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased for him. I'm, you know, the more of our players that are in form and, and doing well, the better. I don't care who they are. All right, so that's the man of the matches. Let's come on to the Scott Parker rating then. And I'm struggling with this one a little bit because I, I don't necessarily agree with his lineup, but you can't argue with the result. So I think, I think I'm going to have to give him an eight out of ten for this one. What about you, Matt Dom? Um, it's a ten. Yeah, it was. He set us up. He made he made a brave decision not to play Mitro. He made he made a few brave decisions with that lineup. Um, at, before get before the game, some people thought it was stupid. Uh, turns out it was brave. It's a um, fine line, and that was stupid. If it had gone wrong, then rightly there'd have been huge questions about him. But um, he set us up perfectly for an away performance against a team better than you in the league. Keep it tight, um, defend from the front, hit him on the break, and that's what we did. We, we've we've basically done <laughs> Claudio Ranieri Leicester to Leicester, and you know it, it was superb to watch. So it's ten out of ten. I can't see any fault with what he did tonight. 
yeah, I, I was deciding between a nine and a ten, but I'm going to have to go for a ten as well. Uh, like you say, Frenchy, it was strange kind of with the um, dropping Mitro and 2G play and stuff like that, but it worked today and he knew that he had to play that sort of player and that sort of attack to, to win the game. And even like, like Bobby Reed at right wing back, none of us would have seen that. And he's learning. And I thought today was a massive, massive step forward against a really top side. So yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. Any manager that beats Leicester is a good manager. So yeah, fair play. I just, I just, just want to add as well that um, he deserves a lot of credit as well for the way they're they're fighting for each other and way that the way they're fighting for him. Despite let's not forget before this game we had four points. We were people are still saying we 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 were going down easily, but yet the lads come out and fight for each other all game long, even when we're you know two goals down. Um, and today it was from from nil nil, and we didn't concede. And that's what can happen if if you you get a little bit of luck. We did. Um, but they're 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 working and they're fighting for him and that's that's good enough. Well, it's been a night of mixed emotions, hasn't it? Really, with uh, with the news about Papa Booba and the the Senegal shirt that they celebrated the first goal with. Um, but to to go out and win that game it was was a real tribute to his memory. So I'm I'm really pleased for that and I'm really pleased for the three points. So good night all round, I think. All right, lads, let's leave it there for tonight. What a great result. There's a quick turnaround this week, so J-Mac will be back with your Man City preview in a couple of days, and I will speak to you later in the week. See you then. Cheers. Cheers.